you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Happy week 14, everybody. Welcome to the Stardom Sidem Show for the final week of the fantasy regular season. I am Marcus Grant, joined by Michael F. Florio. We are a duo that's much more likely than you would see, say, with Pete Davidson and Eli Manning. You know that's a thing now, Florio? Have you seen this? No, they're, they're friends? They apparently are sharing an Instagram account. I, I, I haven't gotten the full details on this, but Pete Davidson and Eli Manning apparently have like a joint Instagram account that they've recently started running. You could have asked me either side, like, guess who Eli's running an account with, or guess who Pete Davidson's <laughs> running an account with, and I never would have guessed the other one. That's it is bizarre. This is where we are in December of 2022. Pete Davidson and Eli Manning are apparently pals now. Who knows? Anyway, <laughs> what? that's just a weird intro into what is not going to be, at least hopefully not going to be a super weird show, but hopefully it'll be really informative because we are going to be going through Florio's starts and sits. You can check them out as always at NFL.com slash start sit. This is going to be really, really important this week because in case you had not heard, there are six teams on a bye. The Falcons, the Packers, the Saints, the Bears, the Colts, and the Commanders. So we're going to take you through all of the relevant starts and sits. We're going to get some trending players that we're getting asked about a lot on social media. And, of course, we're going to open up the velvet ropes and let some folks into Club Dub this weekend. So I'm going to help you try to get into your fantasy playoffs. But let's start at the beginning with the quarterbacks for the week. Who are your starts and sits in Week 14? Geno Smith, who continues to not write back. Kirk Cousins against the Detroit Lions. Trevor Lawrence at the Titans. Ryan Tannehill in a good matchup against the Jags, who just allow a bunch of production. Then the sits. Tom Brady in a homecoming against that tough 49ers defense. Deshaun Watson, because he looks like someone who hasn't played in 700 days. Daniel Jones in the toughest matchup a quarterback could have against the Eagles. And then Russell Wilson. Yeah, I... I don't care if he's playing the Chiefs, he's chasing points, there's no way I'm putting him in my lineup. I mean, as we mentioned on the NFL Fantasy Football Show, we are sort of on Russell Wilson, for lack of a better term, toilet watch. Because right now he's got eight touchdown passes, he has 12 toilets in his home. The question is, can he get to as many as many touchdown passes? They wrote me off, I ain't right back. He has yeah, like Geno Smith, he's doing fine, we don't have to worry about him. When you have 12 toilets, how many do you think you actually use? Um... Probably like four, maybe. Although you probably have one that you just consider like your private one, right? Like the one like in the yeah. part of the house where people don't generally go. And it's like, this is where I'm going to, you know, have my own little quiet time uh, at the moment. So like Russell's probably got one of those somewhere in that big old house uh, of his. Uh, Geno Smith, I have no idea how many toilets he has in his house. All I know is that he has been awesome all year long. And this week he's got the Carolina Panthers. Here's the thing. Geno's been good. But I think because the Seahawks defense has gone back to being bad again, that might force him to have to be more active in the passing game this week. Yeah, and, and like you said, he's been great. He has multiple passing touchdowns in 10 of 12 games. He leads the NFL there. 
Uh, only Patrick Mahomes has more games with 320 passing yards. He scored 19 fantasy points at least in five straight. He routinely tops 20. Like, I know Geno Smith, we, we clown him in the past because he, he, it didn't work out. But, like, if you covered up his name and just showed his stats, you'd be like, this is a quarterback that I need to start each and every week. And that's exactly what Geno Smith is. That's exactly what he is. Nobody thought he was going to be a QB1 this year, but he has surpassed all expectations this season. On the other side, Deshaun Watson, you mentioned it. He looked last week like a guy who hadn't played any professional football in nearly two years, and uh, that's exactly what he was this week. He's got a game under his belt, but he's got a tough matchup against the Cincinnati Bengals, and you're still kind of in wait-and-see mode for Watson, isn't it? Yeah, because he only completed 55% of his passes last week for 131 yards with an interception. He added 21 yards on the ground, which helped him a bit. He still finished with just 5.34 fantasy points. It was fewer fantasy points and passing yards than Jacoby Brissett put up in any game he was the starter. And then the Bengals secondary, they, they've been tough along the six fewest fantasy points to quarterbacks this season. I, I guess the, the saving grace might be like if Joe Burrow has a Joe Burrow game, Deshaun's going to have to throw. But like he looked so out of sync and just so rusty last week that, yeah, it's a wait until he looks like his old self. I can't start him in a huge week like this. Yeah, that's that's going to be tough. We're going to talk about Amari Cooper a little bit later on in the show because it does sort of impact all the guys around him there. Speaking of Amari Cooper, let's turn our attention to the wide receivers for this week. Who is on the list? Garrett Wilson, who is looking like a must-start option each and every week. DJ Moore, because Sam Darnold is his quarterback and he puts up good numbers with Darnold. Christian Kirk in a good matchup. And I'm still going back to more for Debo Samuel. Some sits. Gabe Davis, Devonta Smith just don't love their matchups, but they're not must-sits. It depends on your options. Deontay Johnson and Darius Slayton rounded out. And then I have Jamison Williams as a streamer. I just, I think they're going to take some shots with him this week. I'm very curious to see how they integrate him fully into the offense. Last week, they very much took it slowly with him. Uh, I think this week he's going to be ready for a little bit more. Let's talk about Debo Samuel, though, because he had sort of been trending in the wrong direction. Ever since Christian McCaffrey got to San Francisco, Debo's opportunities had really gone down. Now no Jimmy Garoppolo for the remainder of the fantasy season, remainder of the regular season in the NFL, it appears as well. So last week we saw a lot of McCaffrey. Debo, is he back on the good side just because, what, the Niners need to find out how to get him touches, right? Yeah, I, I think we've talked about it a lot this week, Marcus. I think the two players on this offense that they can manufacture touches for is Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. And what I love is Debo had 10 targets last week. All of them came from Brock Purdy. He was Purdy's most targeted player. Uh, McCaffrey had nine. And Purdy's average averaged just over five air yards per throw. Like, they're not asking him to do a lot. They're going to ask him to make short, quick throws and then rely on yak like they always have. Debo Samuel, that's his specialty. So I think they'll just they'll make sure to get him the ball. Just get him the ball any way you can, whether it's the short throws, whether it's the the handoffs, whatever. I would expect a big workload for both CMC and Debo Samuel this week. Devonta Smith, you, you touched on the Eagles wide receivers. They had the huge game last week against Tennessee. This is a little bit of a different beast going against that giant secondary this week. Yeah, and before his big game last week, he had scored below 14 points in five prior games and single digits in three of them. So the floor isn't very high. And he has scored over 40, uh, picked up over 40% of his yards on passes of at least 10 air yards. The Giants have been tough. At, at, they've been good at limiting production on those passes. Plus, they're in the bottom 10 
in fantasy points allowed to receivers. And this is a game where I think the Eagles will be able to run the ball more. They'll, they'll probably be playing from ahead. Look to for Jalen Hurts and Miles Sanders and co. To, to have a good game on the ground, which hurts the potential through the air. I'm thinking this is a Miles Sanders day. I think it's a day where Jalen Hurts runs the football a little bit more, and I think you get sort of minimal contributions from the pass catchers in Philadelphia. That gets us to this week's edition of How We Feeling, where we go through some guys and we talk about how we're feeling about their potential in Week 14. Let's start with Leonard Fournette. He is going to Santa Clara to take on the 49ers. Last week, the Niners shut down the combination of Jeff Wilson Jr. and Raheem Mostert. So how are you feeling about Leonard Fournette this week? I think that, you. I mean, against the 49ers, that tough rush defense, you have to temper your expectations. Plus, I don't think Rashad White is ever going to fully go away. I think we're going to see them split work the rest of the way. But that being said, Leonard Fournette's still too used in the passing game. His upside, I think, is still high enough. Where with six teams on by, even in this tough matchup, you probably got to start him. I think you do have to start him, but I'm not super excited about it this week. Najee Harris has really been turning a corner the last few weeks for the Pittsburgh Steelers. This week, he's got the Baltimore Ravens. And while the matchup on paper isn't great, I like Harris just because of the potential volume, the fact that they are starting to lean on him again, and he's looking a little bit more productive. So I think that sort of wins the day. Plus, uh, we have said this before. We will probably say it again before the show is over. Six teams on a bye. That means you are limited, especially at the running back position this week. So Najee Harris, regardless of how you feel, is a must start. But I feel okay about it. James Cook starting to get some more work there in Buffalo. How do you feel about him against the Jets? He's a streaming option this week and a high upside one, I would say. He had more snaps. Or they split snaps last week, but he had more carries and targets than Devin Singletary. The six targets stand out. Uh, for me, like I have one league where I don't love my options, so I'm starting James Cook. Then I have another league where I, I feel more confident in my other options, so I'm taking a wait-and-see approach with Cook. I think that's kind of—it it depends on who your options are this week because, like we keep saying, six teams are on by. There it is. So, James Cook is on the way up. Isaiah Pacheco, he's got the Denver Broncos this week, but I think I'm— Going to ride with him anyway, even if I don't love the matchup on paper. One, I think the Chiefs will figure out ways to score the football. But on top of it, Pacheco's getting a whole lot of work. And on a points-per-game basis, uh, he's actually been better than a lot of big-name guys, including Saquon Barkley and Alvin Kamara so far this year. So with it essentially being a two-man backfield now with just Pacheco and Jarek McKinnon, I think that should give you a little bit of confidence to have him at least as an RB2 this week. We talked about Deshaun Watson and the fact that you don't like him as a starter this week. How do you feel about Amari Cooper on the road at Cincinnati? Don't love him. Uh, we know Cooper has been struggling more, way worse on the road than at home this year. The Bengals have a tough secondary. They've been stingy in allowing fantasy points to receivers. Plus, like you said, Deshaun Watson has been playing really poorly in the one game we've seen him play. All that being said, though, it only takes one long one for Amari Cooper to have a good game. The upside is probably too high to get away. So Amari Cooper is on the upside. Michael Gallup going against the Houston Texans this week. Had the big game last week against Indianapolis. I'm not quite as optimistic about him this week. The Texans haven't given up a whole lot of fantasy points to wide receivers. Maybe it's because teams are just so busy running the football down their throats. But either way, I don't see this as being a big opportunity for Gallup here. He's going to be on the field. Maybe he gets a few targets. But I see this being a lot of Tony Pollard, a lot of Ezekiel Elliott, 
When they do throw the football, I think it goes in the direction of C.D. Lamb, maybe Dalton Schultz. So I would not expect a repeat performance from Michael Gallup this week. Mike Evans in the midst of a prolonged slump. How do you feel about him against the 49ers? I'm concerned, but I, I still think you have to start Mike Evans. What what concerns me is not just the volume that he saw last week. It's the fact that like Tom Brady wasn't even looking his direction. That being said, he almost caught a long touchdown where he was mauled in the end zone. If he catches that, we're not even talking about Mike Evans today. I, I think just because of who he is, you still got to roll with him. But yeah, I, I'm. this is probably the most worried I've ever been about Mike Evans in his career. We'll see what happens with him against the 49ers secondary. On the other side of that game is George Kittle facing that Buccaneers defense. And I think this week I actually feel okay. The Bucs have given up some yards to the tight end position this year. Now, my big concern, though, is that with Brock Purdy at quarterback, do they meet, Do they leave Kittle in to block and be part of pass protection? But I do think if he runs routes, he's going to get looks, and he's got a very good matchup this week. So in a world where... Look, you're not getting away from George Kittle. I mean, who are you going to start over him at this point? So you're definitely going to start him. And I think this is a week that you can feel okay about the possibilities of him in your lineup. Speaking of George Kittle, coming up, we're going to be running through the rest of the tight end position, who is up and who is down for your lineup in week 14. Plus, we got our tasty must-starts of the week. That's next here on the Stardom Sit'em Show. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Start, sit, tight ends for week 14. Lay them on me. TJ Hawkinson, who has been playing very well since he became a Viking. Pat Fryermuth because he gets so much weekly volume. Hunter Henry, because Cardinals. And Gerald Everett, his hot streak of good matchups continues. And then some sits. Both tight ends in the Jets-Bills game, Tyler Conklin and Dawson Knox. I'll sit Kate Otten against the Niners. And then Austin Hooper, because... He had one good game all year, and people thought it would continue, and then he's just gone back to being Austin Hooper. Yeah, it's, you know, he's had that, that one or maybe two good years, and since then we haven't really been able to count on Austin Hooper on a regular basis. TJ Hawkinson, though, has been a different story because he may have leveled up a little bit going from Detroit to Minnesota. Now on top of it, he's got a revenge game against the Lions this week. Look, am I crazy to say TJ Hawkinson is a top three, maybe even top two tight end the rest of the year? No, I don't think so at all. Number one is is clearly that spot's taken. But after that, I think everything <laughs> is up for grabs. And uh, Hawkinson's been playing very well. He, he has a floor of around eight fantasy points, which is super reliable when we're talking about a tight end. But the upside is higher. And uh, specifically this week, the Lions have allowed the fifth most fantasy points to tight ends. They've also... They are in the top four in yards and touchdowns allowed to players in the slot. And since Hawkinson joined the Vikings, he leads them in slot targets. Uh, on the other side, there's uh, Hunter Henry, who really hasn't given us much fantasy-wise this year. But he's got the Cardinals. And if there's ever a tonic that cures what ails you, it is that Cardinals defense for tight ends. <laughs> Yeah, it is. And and that's the whole reason to start him. Like, I can't really talk up Hunter Henry too much, but the matchup is great. The Cardinals allowed 
20 fantasy points per game to tight ends this year, and only one other team is even over 15. They allow the most targets, catches, yards, touchdowns to the position. And I know you're like, oh, Hunter Henry, it's a good matchup, but I don't know. Like, we've seen Noah Fant go off twice against the Cardinals. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, Bill Belichick knows what this weakness is against this Cardinals defense. He's one that typically likes to exploit those. Absolutely. And if you're streaming tight ends like most people are at this point, why not take a shot on a guy who has some upside in a matchup that is very, very favorable? So Hunter Henry is on the board for a lot of folks. Let's talk about some guys we think deserve some more hype and are must starts this week. Start us off, Florio. Keenan Allen. And I know it was rough the first half of the season because we just didn't have Keenan Allen. Like he had six targets in the first 10 weeks combined. But since then, uh, last week he had 14 targets. He scored a touchdown in back-to-back games. He's gone for at least 88 yards in two of his three games since he's returned. And then this week he faces a Dolphins defense that not only has allowed a lot of production to wide receivers, but we know that their offense could put up points, especially against the Chargers defense. And if that's the case, we could see Herbert and the Chargers having to throw a bunch like they did last week. Not saying Keenan's going to get 14 targets again, but it is certainly in the realm of possibility. Keenan Allen is just so underrated because he's so steady. He's not spectacular, but he's just steady. I like Jared Goff this week as a must start because it's going to be a high scoring game against the Minnesota Vikings. Both these teams expected to go back and forth and Goff and that offense starting to get hot for the Lions. I mean, we've seen DeAndre Swift have a bit of a resurrection recently. Jamal Williams still having a great year. We know Amon Ross St. Brown is outstanding. And as you mentioned earlier, very curious to see Jamison Williams and if he's integrated more into the offense this week, but I expect this to be just kind of a track meet between the Lions and the Vikings, and Goff should be in a whole lot of lineups. Who else deserves to be in lineups this week? Ramondre Stevenson, he is a must-start RB1, I would say, and like you look since week seven on, he's averaging less than 50 rushing yards per game, and it doesn't matter when he's averaging 7.7 targets and 6.5 catches per game. This guy is just like Even in weeks where he doesn't get a touchdown, he has broke 20 fantasy points because of his usage in the passing game. I don't expect that to change, especially against the Cardinals, whose offense could put up points, but they struggle against running backs as well. So Ramondre Stevenson, start him every week moving forward. So you like Ramondre Stevenson. I like Miles Sanders. And you talked earlier about Devontae Smith being a sit. And part of it is because this feels like a run-heavy game script for Philadelphia this week. So I think you're going to see a lot of Miles Sanders getting touches, maybe a few targets out of the backfield. I think everything about this matchup is positive for Sanders. So he's been sort of matchup dependent in a lot of respects this year. This seems like a time where you can make sure he's in your lineup and potentially prosper. NFL Plus is here, which means no matter where you are, this is how you football. You can stream live, local, and primetime games on your phone or tablet, 45-minute game replays with NFL Plus Premium, and more. This is the NFL for every fan. This is football freedom. This is your game on the go. Go to plus.nfl.com and sign up now. Running backs that are up, running backs that are down. Who are they in Week 14? Tony Pollard is a must start right now. I think Zeke Elliott is in play as well in this great matchup. DeAndre Swift is back in our fantasy lives. Deontay Foreman has a really good matchup. And I think you can go back to Jeff Wilson Jr. even after last week's disappointment. And then some sits. 
Damian Pierce, who I, I've been high on in defending, but I, I can't do it this week against the Cowboys. Latavius Murray, I'm worried about him getting game scripted out of that game against the Chiefs. Gus Edwards, because the Ravens truly don't know who's going to be their lead back week to week. And then Kareem Hunt. I know he's a big name. People might think they could stream, but I would stay away. Yeah, so uh, Kareem Hunt has been frustrating. Damian Pierce, we'll talk about it in just a second. But let's talk about DeAndre Swift going against the Vikings. Uh, mentioned that I like Jared Goff. I think this is going to be a high-scoring game. Plus, DeAndre Swift looks like maybe he's back to that lead role there in Detroit. These are all positive signs right now. Yeah, DeAndre Swift had 20 opportunities last week, uh, opportunities being catches, uh, targets plus carries. If he gets 20 opportunities in a given game, he is a must-start each and every week. Last week, he led the Lions' backfield in snaps, carries, targets, yards. He scored a touchdown. Jamal Williams was back in his limited role. So DeAndre Swift has fully taken over, and that's it couldn't come at a better time because the Vikings have allowed the second-most fantasy points to running backs in the last month, which includes six touchdowns in that four-game span. And even if the Lions are trailing against the Vikings, which they might not be, but if they are, Swift is the back that they use in, when they're playing catch-up and, and throwing as well. On top of it, they're starting to use him down near the goal line. That's been mostly Jamal Williams' uh, spot, but every now and then they're starting to work DeAndre Swift into there as well. Damian Pierce started hot, cooled off, heated up a little bit. Now he's absolutely cold again, and there's not a lot to like about this week's matchup with the Cowboys. Yeah, last week, uh, I understand they got blown out, but he still he went for 95 yards and scored over 12 fantasy points. Just That was a good matchup. This week, it's anything but. The Cowboys are going to get a ton of pressure on Davis Mills. Uh, they're, they're probably not going to allow a lot of scoring opportunities to the Texans. And it's not just like they're tough on quarterbacks and stuff. They've been very tough on running backs, uh, on allowing the sixth fewest fantasy points to the position. There's so much that could go wrong here. And with this being a must-win week, I would definitely try to get away from Damian Pierce unless you just don't have any other options because of the bye weeks. Exactly. I don't know if you've heard us say this. There are six teams on a bye, so you might not be able to get away from Damian Pierce in week 14. Guys that you're not going to want to get away from are guys that are going to get you into club dub. Guys that are going to score you 25 or more fantasy points. We guarantee it or you get your money back from watching this segment here. So for you... Who gets to break out the fresh jeans and clean kicks and get into the club this week? I, I had to hit up the bouncer this week, and I was like, hey, listen, I, I know you gave me a plus one, but is it cool if I bring another person? Because we're <laughs> going with a stack here. Tua Tungavailoa and Tyreek Hill, they're both going to be getting in the club. I know Tua disappointed you last week, but he's going to make up for it this week against the Chargers. You might have heard the Chargers allow a bunch of production on the ground. Yeah, their secondary hasn't been much better either, especially as of late, giving up a bunch of points to quarterbacks and receivers. And I think we're going to get angry too this week after everyone was harping on his bad game last week. Plus, Tyreek Hill is Tyreek Hill. He is incredible. He has a higher ceiling than almost anyone walking the planet. Uh, so I think both of them have a big game this week. I sense a lot of points coming in that Miami-Los uh, Angeles matchup against the Chargers. Meanwhile, my club dub guy is so excited, the money gun's just going off inadvertently without me even doing anything. That means Joe Mixon, <laughs> out of concussion protocol, into club protocol. We're getting the club dub for him because Joe Mixon <laughs> is back, and he's going against the Cleveland Browns. Yeah, I had, a, I had a money gun malfunction here right now. But anyway, what is not going to malfunction is going to be Joe Mixon's opportunities against a bad Browns run defense. He's going to get some of the targets as well. Yes, Samaj P. Ryan will probably keep a role in this offense, but Joe Mixon has been the guy for the most part. See the nine targets against the Browns earlier this season. 
He's been great against them in his career. I don't see that changing this week. I think the Bengals are going to go out, put up some points, fresh off that big win over Kansas City. I think they're hot. They are rolling. And Joe Mixon coming back at the right time for fantasy managers as well. Let's see. Oh, yeah, it's still malfunctioning. It's all right, though. Joe Mixon, he is absolutely money. What's up there, Kimmy Checks? That's going to do it for this edition of the Stardom Sit-Up Show. We appreciate you hanging out with us. Be sure to tune in for the Q&A show on Friday. And also be sure to check us out on uh, Fantasy Game Day on Sundays as well. He is Mike. I am Marcus. Enjoy Week 14. Best of luck getting into the playoffs. And we'll see you next week. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you.